Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Really try to see what the streets are telling you. Like, see if there are any little clues. It's like basically putting together a puzzle. It's also about engaging all your senses. Like, so smell things. Like, see if the smell triggers something. Look at the signs. Look at the billboards. Like, if you see a stranger who looks kind of inviting, ask them. Ask them the question. Ask them your question. (laughs) See what Uh, their answer is. Exactly. Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Hello from Sweden. I am currently in Gothenburg, West Sweden, uh, for the Adventure Travel World Summit, which is a conference that I attend every year in different locations all over the world. Um, And this year, I got to participate in a special session during the conference, which has actually inspired this episode. Um, And the session is called Street Wisdom. And it's all about simply tuning in to what is happening around you so that you can uncover answers to your current pressing questions in your life, uh, whether they are work-related or personal or whatever they are. Street wisdom is basically a tool that you can use wherever you are to pay attention to signs that may help you on your way. And I got to do this in the beautiful city of Gothenburg. Our hotel where the conference is, is right next to the main train station in a big plaza with some other hotels and shops close by. There are lots of trams going through, people on bikes, walking. There are a couple bridges over a canal um, and there's a garden on the other side of the canal. So as you listen to this episode, you can try to imagine us starting outside the hotel in this plaza and walking through the streets with shops and cafes and along the canal with the garden on the other side. Um, And I actually decided to share this with you while I was doing this the other day. So we have some recordings live from the day that I did it. And I asked Anya Mutic, who she she facilitated it for us. Um, I asked her to chat with me to explain what it is for you. So we're going to go ahead and start there. And by the way, one more thing I'd like to add before we get into today's content, a huge thank you to all of you guys who commented or sent me a message after the last episode. I can't believe how much positive feedback I got from that. So thank you so much to every one of you who took the time to say something encouraging to me after listening to episode 123. It really means so much for me to hear from you. I truly appreciate it. You guys just rock. Today's episode is brought to you by Osprey Packs. And we're going to talk about what goes inside the pack. The absolute best way to pack anything, your backpack, your car, your tent, etc. In my opinion, is for everything to have a place and to always be put back 
in that place. It saves so much time and frustration if you can just find your things where they're supposed to be. This is where in-pack organization like packing cubes really comes into play. Uh, if you open my pack, it looks like a bowl of Skittles because there are colorful packing cubes everywhere, keeping all of my stuff neatly organized. I usually organize each clothing cube by activity or by temperature, like sweaters and jackets together, running clothes together, etc. And then I keep electronics and documents and toiletries and all my gadgets in specific cubes as well. Osprey has a whole lineup of these travel accessories and packing cubes, including compression sacks, dry sacks, garment folders, ventilated shoe cubes. Yeah. Stuffable duffels or day packs or tote bags, document and electronic organizers, and a lot more. I remember when I didn't believe in packing cubes. <laughs> and I feel silly about that now. They not only truly can save space, but I love... Uh, how they keep everything nice and organized. I'm currently traveling with a ton of these inside of my Fairview Trek in Europe right now. I'm a big fan. So thanks again to Osprey for supporting the show. If you're not following them on Instagram yet, go give them a follow at Osprey Packs. You might just see my face come across their feed every now and then. Uh, and you can find all these packing, hacking accessories that I'm talking about on their website at osprey.com. And you can find more about my personal involvement with Osprey and reviews of my packs at travelingjackie.com slash Osprey. This episode is also brought to you by Grail. These guys make water purifying easy, no matter where you are. They just came out with a new purifier bottle called the GeoPress. It is a 24 ounce bottle uh, that works sort of like a French press for water purifying. It's essentially how this bottle works. You fill the shell of the bottle and then you press the filter cartridge, which has its own shell, down to the bottom. And the water goes through the filter and sits inside the inner shell and you drink out of a nice little capped opening on the top. And it removes all types of waterborne pathogens, bacteria, and even viruses. Uh, it's super quick. It only takes a matter of seconds to fill and press, and then you're ready to drink. I have one and I've taken it camping with me this summer. And I have said this before, but my favorite thing about it is just that enable it enables me to stay hydrated because... I don't know if you do this, but when I'm camping or in the backcountry, I tend to conserve my water and I don't drink as much. And ultimately that leads to dehydration. Um, but with the GeoPress, I was able to refill as much as I wanted and stay hydrated. It's super, super simple and easy to use. And lucky us because they're offering an exclusive discount just for us, 20% off using promo code JUMP on purifiers and replacement cartridges from Grail. Dot com. Grail is also a member of 1% for the planet and donates 1% of all sales towards the preservation and restoration of the environment, which is an extra reason to support them. So again, use promo code JUMP at Grail, G-R-A-Y-L.com. Thanks to Grail for providing that special discount for us and creating such a great product. Okay, so I'm here with Anya Mutic. That's how you pronounce her yeah, last name, yeah. right? Uh -huh. Okay, she's from Croatia originally, and um, we're at this conference, the Adventure Travel World Summit in Switzerland. In Switzerland. <laughs> we're at the table for Switzerland. We're in Sweden right now. <laughs> um, and we just finished a street wisdom session. I want to call it a yep. session. Okay, mm -hmm. that Anya led. And so um, I'm going to let her repeat 
the intro and the idea around what street wisdom wisdom is. So can you just tell us like sure. what is it? Sure. Yeah. Well, street wisdom is a really powerful and free way to uh, get uh, really important life questions answered um, through basically opening up to the signals that a street is sending you. I think a lot of us go through our everyday um, with the blinders down. We don't notice the rich stimulus that, that, that the streets have. And I feel that the streets are almost like an invisible university. Yeah. Um, we can learn so much from them. So the idea behind Street Wisdom, which was founded by a man called David Pearl in London, he's a creative entrepreneur, is really a way of opening up our senses, sharpening up our, our senses, opening up to the environment and basically altering your idea of reality and coming out with really big revelations yeah. to very major things, but through a very simple method. Right, right. This is so cool. We just experienced this. So um, this is actually a session mm -hmm. at this conference, which you've now repeated this yep. session. Like this was like your third or fourth time leading it, right? Well, at this conference? Uh, this is the second time at a conference. I've done okay. it like in different contexts so yeah. about okay. eight or nine times. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we started outside the hotel, mm -hmm. literally right where we were. And what was the first? So this yep. is a three-hour thing. We exactly. Kind of explain, so yeah. the, basically the way it works is that for the first hour, uh, you walk around any urban environment um, and you walk with particular prompts in mind. So what I do as a facilitator, I send you out with a prompt and, um, and basically you open up to the street, to the signals. Um, so that's for about 40 minutes. You're walking around with these four different prompts. Um, and after the, these walks, you go out on your own, on your own. You go on an individual quest. And by that point, you should have your question. Um, what's really important is to to approach this with a bit of a, I, I guess it shouldn't be too much of a big life question. Like, what's the meaning yeah. of life? Try like try to make it more specific and, and really like not too open-ended, yeah. but um, because then it's easier to get the answer, right? right? So right. you go out on your own with a question and it's amazing and magical and to me just incredible how many people get their questions answered yeah. just by doing nothing just walking around in, yep. in an urban and environment exactly. and listening just exactly. tuning in and yeah. the idea behind street wisdom is really like you don't pay any fees you pay attention that's what you like oh, to say yeah. nice yeah okay so the prompts the prompts so the first one that you go, you go out with for 10 minutes is be drawn to what attracts you. I loved this yeah. one. Yeah, so on this first one, maybe I'll just share what I did along the way. Um, we, there's, in Gothenburg, Sweden, where we are, there's canals all over, and I was immediately drawn to the water. I'm a nature person, not a city person, and so there's all this beautiful city around, and I just went straight to the water, and I saw ducks in there, and I just stopped and watched them for a few mm -hmm. in the sunshine, because it was cold this morning when we went out, everybody was bundled up. And we only had, what, like 200 meters yep. to, to, to walk mm -hmm. in the first 10 minutes. And so, and I was actually amazed that it took me 10 minutes to do that. Because mm -hmm. it seems like that's a long time to like, you can literally see where you're supposed to walk mm -hmm. and you have 10 minutes to get there. And just like, what's next? What's mm -hmm. next? What's next? And I kept like going to different spots of sunshine. Mm -hmm. The sunshine was always mm -hmm. attracting me. And so I let myself just yeah. kind of go with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's really, that one is about awakening your inner compass, you know? Okay. And I think oh, yeah. that's a really nice one. It's about listening really to what your instinct is telling me. 
you know, should I go there or should I go there? And I think it's really a great way to engage with your environment yeah. and your surroundings. And yeah. to listen to yourself because yes. we were in a group of 10 and we're in the middle of a city. And right. so there were plenty of other people, there were trams, yeah. there were bike, bikes, mm -hmm. lots of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. what so is that. your inner compass? Where exactly. will that guide you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was the first one. Yeah. The second one was the one that I think most people find the most challenging. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jackie was like, ah, this one is making me already anxious yeah. <laughs> because the prompt is slow down. Yeah. And, and this one <laughs> yeah, and I think this one we had like 100 meters right, right. To, to the next meeting point, basically. And we had 10 minutes to get there. So like, <laughs> what are you going to do, you know? And yeah, and if, but really like what I like to tell people when I give them this prompt is like, slow down the way you're walking, of course, mm -hmm. the way you're thinking, yeah. slow down the rate your hair is growing, yeah, the rate right. your nails are growing, just slow everything down. And it ends up being a walking meditation of sorts. Um, it's also to do with clearing up your mental chatter. We're always talking to ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. the, the monkey mind idea, yeah, right? Yeah. So this is really about slowing down and challenging yourself to mm -hmm. something different. Yeah. How long can it can you possibly take to cross one block? Basically, right. yeah. like exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that was a slow down. That was a second prompt. I was the last person to arrive at that too, I and know. I was like, "What happened? Like, well, well, everyone's early." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Wow, that was making her anxious." I know. But there she is, like walking like. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, and it ends good. up. It's a really fun one because it ends up looking like a zombie meetup, basically, <laughs> where this group of people are walking very slowly. It looks like some kind of a sect yeah you know? yeah <laughs> so it's always really fun yeah. that one um the third one is um well this is an interesting one because i sometimes interchangeably use two prompts uh, mm -hmm. the one i used today was sense the story sense the story and mm -hmm. the idea there is to tap into the unfolding narrative it's happening all around us. Everything around us is a story. So it's really about finding that story, noticing that story, mm -hmm. paying attention to what's happening around you. Um, so that's the one I use, but I also sometimes have in the past used notice the patterns. Mm -hmm. And with that one, people uh, then uh, clue into the visual, right? They start seeing signs and things and street art, but I like the sense of story a lot because it is really about that unfolding narrative of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think you had an interesting experience there. Yeah, that was, oh man. I, I actually share a little bit more about this later, so maybe I won't get too much okay. into it, but it ended up being less about it was strange because for me it wasn't so I couldn't pay attention so much to, about what was happening out outside like externally like I wasn't seeing I wasn't seeing people in their stories I was seeing my story reflected in everything that I saw which is really interesting I think I I am struggling with this whole like idea of not struggling but I I often think of this idea of home and I just see myself at home here you know right. and I'm like wait what's going on I have a home now and I don't know yeah but I can see that like you were doing you were looking at it from the inside out you yeah know? sometimes people look at it from the outside in yeah. but yeah. it can work many different ways mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Um, that is the third one. And then the last one, the fourth one was, and this is also tricky for some people, yeah. I try to say leave your inner cynic here. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that fourth prompt is see the beauty in everything. This is so cool though because, okay, we've heard this before. We've heard see the beauty in everything. Have you ever actually tried to do that? Like spent 10 minutes focusing on just actually seeing the beauty in everything because it, it works when you do it. If that's all you're focusing on for 10 minutes of your life, you see beauty everywhere. And again, I was drawn to, I mean, 
as soon as we walked away, there was this beautifully sunlit, you know, just corner of the canal. That once I got there, I realized there were lily pads in the water, and there was sun sparkling on the water, and there was this really cool installation that I don't know what it was about, but it had all these little tiny shoes in steel, um, like a sculpture in the middle of this thing that I hadn't even noticed. And there was a street lamp that was art. It was like twisted. It was like a, a sculpted street lamp with a piece, like like a giant wizard staff almost, like a piece of glass on top. That w- It wasn't like any of the other ones. I don't think I would have noticed that had exactly. I not been just paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's about creating a warm, loving relationship with your environment, really. Mm-hmm. And we like to stay with street wisdom that if you love the environment, the environment will rub- love you right back. Mm-hmm. And I think it really works that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I noticed when I was walking around, I looked in, in, inside a canal and there was all this garbage floating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so ugly, you know, that was my first instinct and I was like well let's try to see the beauty in this so I took yeah. a photo and suddenly when I saw the composition I was like they look but like flowers yeah. these like plastic water bottles yeah. and you know it looked beautiful mm-hmm. and it's really about a shift in perception right you just need to shake up the way you perceive the world yeah. around you a little yeah so that was the last prompt and that's right. basically the four prompts yeah. And then, so that's the first right. 40 right. minutes or so. Yeah, like with the introduction, it's about an hour, mm-hmm. typically. And then um, I send you out uh, on your own individual quests, and each one of the people has, by that point, hopefully, a question they want to have answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I try to help the people formulate their question, uh, because sometimes people can get a little bit confused. Again, it shouldn't be too big. Um, and people go out on, on their own, and what I I like to tell them is really try to see what the streets are telling you like mm-hmm. see if there are any little clues um, it's like basically putting together a puzzle it's also about engaging all your senses like so smell things like see if the smell triggers something look at the signs look at the billboards like if you see a stranger who looks kind of inviting ask them ask them the question ask them your question exactly. <laughs> see what uh, their answer exactly. is exactly you know yeah. ask them it's really about opening up to the environment I mean it's there's so much latent wisdom and it's just tapping into that wisdom that I think we, we need to do and it's very simple. It's so simple mm-hmm. and you can do it anywhere. Yes. You said you hadn't tried it in nature yet but I I mean completely believe that can happen yes. in nature. Usually my meditation is when I'm running mm-hmm. and but I feel like with these prompts it's helpful because it it actually like slows you down and helps you kind of it helps you meditate on it, yeah. I guess, in a way. It's yeah. just like a guided walking meditation. Exactly. That's what it is. And it's taking time out of your regular life. Exactly. It's taking yep. yourself out of the ordinary, and it's almost like you enter a parallel world that could yes. be happening. It's happening yeah. simultaneously all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just paying attention. Yeah. yeah, when we went out for the one hour, I mean, honestly, at the very beginning of that hour, I thought, this is a long time, like in the middle of a conference, to be like taking an hour and oh my goodness I I don't know where that thought came from because I'm so glad we did that you know like I haven't had much downtime this yeah. is a constant you know mm-hmm. how conferences go and so sitting in that garden just in the sun just like soaking up the sun watching the ducks in the fountain like playing in the fountain little kids were walking by and like people and it was so silent it was so nice and that hour flew and I had a coffee like by myself. It was so 
It was like such a treat to be able to do that yep. in the middle of wild. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So And I feel that people really when they do take their time, which feels like a privilege, it, mm-hmm. it feels like you're stealing time, right? Yeah, um, that's, that's and I almost felt guilty. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. 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 But then when when you do, yeah. And you almost gift that time to yourself, yes. you can have really pretty major personal breakthroughs. Yeah. And I think over the years that I've now done street wisdom, people have had really major questions yeah. answered. And um, it, it just, it's quite magical in that yeah. sense. And there's no real magic to it, but there is. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we, so that's the, the second hour. And then in the third exactly. hour. We share. Yeah. We share what happened. Mm-hmm. And um, the, our participants now just shared. And there were some really interesting stories there. Yeah. Um, and I felt that people walked away with, um, with a, with a little more knowledge, I feel, of what they need. Mm-hmm. Like there was a sense of like, oh, I didn't realize I needed this, but now yeah. I think I realized and I found out and I can address it now. So it's mm-hmm. a very, in a way it ends up being a practical tool. But I also mm-hmm. said, I was just talking to somebody about street wisdom who did it last year at the summit in Tuscany. And I said, it's almost like you have a toolbox and you're like learning all these things and you're putting tools away. But then you remember, like one day, you're dealing with some issue and you're like, oh, there's that tool that I can use. And you, yes. you go to the toolbox and you pull it out and like, yeah. oh, so that's street wisdom. It's one of the yeah. tools. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And the answer is, it's like, you can find it on your own. Right. And it doesn't matter where you are or who you're with or exactly. not with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You just need a couple of little mm-hmm. prompts. Yep. To send you out on your own, and the rest is up to you. Yeah. yeah. So the magic is up to you. Right, and it happens, man. We had, I think there was a sense at the table afterwards, everyone who shared was like, had the same look on their face with like raised eyebrows and kind of just like enlightened almost. Mm-hmm. Like, like they were just watching something unfold before their eyes that was from another dimension. Exactly. And everyone's story, like the time and the coin on the tracks mm-hmm. and the intersection of the bikes. I mean, like seeing all the bikes and wondering and the whose the bike hits. is this and where did they come from and where are they going? And like, that's the moment when your life crosses theirs, you yeah. know, and like you never know who they are. I don't know. It's just yeah, it was so, so interesting and even to like, just have this conversation. I know, I know. Yeah. I love it. And even yeah. there, was, there was somebody who noticed all these chewing gums on the floor and she was like, oh, I wonder who was chewing this gum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's really an interesting Have you ever thinking. had that thought before? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It allows you to have these thoughts. Right. It creates yeah. a space. It's a container. Mm-hmm. It creates a beautiful space where people can just be themselves and they can feel what they need at that point in their mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. yeah, love it. Well, thank you for this experience. Yeah, and thank you for welcome. sharing with everybody. I hope the audio yeah. comes through okay. Yeah. But yeah. And yeah. good luck. You're about to do it again in like half an hour. I know. Hour, right? I know. I need group? to eat fast Okay, now. great. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you thank so much, you, Anya. Okay. So now you've heard the basis of what street wisdom is about. And by the way, you can find Anya at everthenomad.com or on Instagram, everthenomad. Um, And you can find more about street wisdom at streetwisdom.org if you want to learn more about it. So we were a group of 10 people who did this together. We spent the first hour doing the prompts that you just heard um, and the second hour on our own. And then we came back together in the third hour to share what we experienced. And I brought the microphone for that part. And of course, I asked permission to the group 
to share. So you're about to hear from Phil, who had quite an interesting story to tell after his hour on his own. So we can give a shout out and a thanks to Phil for allowing me to share his part of the story on the show with you guys. Um, And you'll hear a little bit from me as well. And Anya is the other voice that you're going to hear in this piece. Um, So we are inside a cafe in the hotel. So I apologize for the background noise. Uh, But here we go with the group sharing. I would just like to hear what happened, if anybody had any experiences, any powerful experience. Sounds like we have at least one or two experiences here um, that came out uh, as a result of this little mind and reality altering um, walk. (laughs) So um, did you want to maybe start? Sure, sure, sure. Um, So I was just saying if I've I've really enjoyed this little experience and it made me um, I think I said a couple of times it's a little bit different to what I was expecting, but I've enjoyed it. And um, I guess I, the question I was being forced to answer or, you know, to contemplate and to try and throw around is, um, uh, you know, I've been having these sort of feelings of guilt for living away from my folks who are getting, mum and dad were getting, you know, getting older, right? And they're in good health and, you know, we're, we're not that far away, but there's this feeling of guilt about, you know, I've got two girls and, they're not sort of seeing their grandparents, which they love dearly, as much as what maybe they could if we were living, you know, in the same same town um, or same country. Um, so I've I've gone through a whole range of different questions and so forth, and it's just like I absolutely have. I don't think I should feel any guilt or should feel any. And, I, and guilt's a very strong word. So I don't, and I've been even trying to break that word down to because I, was my mum and dad are not vindictive or they're not holding that against us at all. I mean, they're both mad big travellers and, you know, they're very supportive and we have a very close relationship. But I still harbour these types of, you know, thoughts. Yeah, but in and amongst sort of having these types of internal conversations, I was also got sort of possibly a little bit distracted on the slow down piece. And I put a coin, I think I was explaining to you, I put a coin on the on the train track and then the, on the tram. And then the tram went over and I was like, oh, that's nice, you know, that's pretty cool. It sort of flattened my coin, you know, exactly what I wanted. And then I was walking along later on in this, the, the final session and um, I was looking at the tram lines and I was looking at the, there was a, a big mural with the three people running. Did you notice that? And I was sort of looking at these things and sort of trying to find answers and looking at things. And, and I was like, oh, here comes another tram. I'll put my, my coin down again on the tram track and see it get run over for a second time. <laughs> and I'm standing there and this man walks up, looks down, sees the coin on the ground and picks it up. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, that's, that's my coin. And the tram's about to come. And, and he got really angry and picked it up and was just like, you can't do that, and threw it. And it was heading into the canal and it bounced off a tree and landed like two feet from the edge of the canal. <laughs> that's crazy. And I was thinking to myself, is this... Am I, like, trying to derail trains in my brain? Am I, am I trying to, like, are there blockages in what I'm doing and, you know, a tiny sort of little thing is possibly sort of stopping me on the novelty or something? But uh, anyway, I felt a little bit intimidated by this man, you know, a little confrontation, and he was straight onto his phone and I, I thought, you know, is he calling the police? I mean, and then I actually thought, could I derail a train? Am I doing something really dangerous, which this guy's doing is... 
things best to try and prevent. Um, but I Googled and you can't derail a tram by a coin. That's a complete, you know, it's crazy. And I had a good giggle to myself, but it sort of added a whole new element of questioning. Right, but did you know, like, when as you're talking, what I'm thinking is that guilt is such a powerful emotion. Yes. And I think a lot of us don't realise how much power it can have on our lives. And what you were trying to answer with your question about feeling guilty for not being there for your parents is in a way, are you blocking yourself from moving on in life by feeling this guilt? So in a way, yeah. the coin was a symbol of your guilt. And it just got squished. You know, exactly. Well, exactly. And you're like, yeah. okay, I should not feel guilty yes. because it's life. And it's, uh, you know. And it came I, back to you too. Exactly. And it came it back. That's true. didn't go to the canal. Exactly. And, and, I, and I have the absolute support of my family and my, exactly. my parents you know there's no so this there's was no reason answer. and it happened through an actual story like an er yes, narrative you yeah, know that, an actual action and yes wow. and with proof and with, and um, with other participants with this man who showed yeah. up magically too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and was he was he older the man yeah so you see, yeah. like he was like, you can't do that. You can't, you know, leave your parents alone. But they were like, well, you know, I can because, you know, this is life. It's a cycle of life, you see. And, you know, I was looking at the, this big mural and the, the train lines, you know, the above the road train lines. And it's like they're all heading off in different directions, but they're all heading in the same, you know, direction. And I'm like, we all do this, but we all eventually end up, hopefully, or it's all moving forward. Exactly. Um, wow. That's so powerful. It, it has been. That's what I, I mean. And I do feel better, absolutely better for this experience. Um, and I thought we were going to be learning about storytelling for our relevant companies, not growing as individuals and focusing on yourself. So I've really, really enjoyed it. So thank you, Anya. And, oh, very thank cool. you for um, sharing that. Yeah. It's amazing. Pleasure. No, Don't it's awesome. Your no, it's, <laughs> keep and, that coin. <laughs> and the time I did this the first time was in Zagreb. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh two years amazing. ago. Yeah. Wow, what a, what, another connection. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. With my daughter, <laughs> and I was um, I had had made a little movie like literally. I was just like to my daughter Poppy, I was like, "Hey, pops, check this out." And I put this for the second time, and it squished. And then the whole thing came, came out with the man, and I was just like, oh, Wow. Anyway, so amazing. Thank you. Amazing, yeah. Thank you wow. for letting me bore you yeah. with a few minutes. No, of... no, this is exciting to hear. Um, did you want to share it, Jackie? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I, you know, this is interesting for me because it was in the second, the second walk. Mm -hmm. What? No. Not the second one. That was slow down. The third yes. one was sense the story. Mm -hmm. And what was really strange is, I don't know if it's my lack of sleep or lack of coffee yet or what, but I was like looking around and trying, I'm like, I kept forgetting what we were doing. I'm like, oh yeah, sense the story. And I'm like, the only thing that came to me very suddenly was my own story. Like not what I was looking, I was like trying to like find the story. And all of a sudden I, I had this feeling of like, it's it's a very strange feeling to to feel very at home and miss my home at the same time and I had like this moment of like I, I talk about home a lot like as a traveler you know especially as I've been nomadic for like a few years now and I just went home like to have like a place again 
and I love that. But there's a piece of me that's always lived abroad. And here I am in this foreign city, and I'm looking at all these cafes thinking like, oh, I could work there. Like, I would sit there. And I would, yeah, and I saw like that Zara home store, and I'm like, I didn't even know Zara had a home store. You know, I'm just kind of walking around, and all of a sudden I was like, what do I do? Like, I am torn because I want to be at my home in Montana, but I ha- like part of me lives abroad. And so I just suddenly felt torn. Like it stopped me in my tracks, this, this feeling. And so when we were then supposed to ask ourselves a question, my question was way too deep. It was like, what do I do about this? You know, like where, what is my home? And, but it wasn't, so then I went to the garden mm-hmm. and I sat down with a latte in the sunshine and I was just watching people. There were fountains, there were rose bushes everywhere. It was absolutely gorgeous. The birds were singing and, I was, and it was so quiet. Like all you could hear really were like faint conversations, footsteps, um, and then I realized my other question, really way more pressing, was um, what my next podcast would be, which is supposed to be produced in a week. And I had the answer immediately because I want to do this. I wanted to share this. And so um, that's why I went back and got my microphone. And, but that's like, if you produce a podcast every two weeks, maybe you'd understand how big of a deal that is to keep up with. And literally, I'm like a week out with no plan for next week. And I got my answer. And so amazing. I mean, thank you for sharing your story because you know, oh, it's going to be on the show. But, yeah. I love that. I think streetism is a really powerful way of tapping creativity I think it yeah. really yes I totally. think it definitely opens up some creative like yeah. it's the creative juices flowing yeah and I want to um, share right. I want to share that like yeah. it's very yeah. like you said it's for everyone yes. answers are everywhere yes. <laughs> and what I find really magical about it is it uh, this is maybe the eighth or the ninth time I've done it and every time like when people share at the end people talk about things that are really important and burning in my life because I never walk with this I never actually do street wisdom I'm always facilitating but people are getting through their answers they're actually helping you yes because <laughs> I have right now my mom is not doing well and there, there are okay. lots of students and home for me is a major issue and yeah. has been since yeah. I left Croatia when I was 18 oh, so basically like people are answering my questions and I don't need to do anything I'm like well you know and I feel closer to collective you know yeah, collective. Yeah. So, collective. Yes. yes, it's like almost making me cry. <laughs> All right. So I only shared a couple of the stories because actually because of the audio and the size of the group, it was just hard to hear everybody. But one thing that really stood out to me was that even though we were all in the same place, we all saw different things. We were drawn to different locations. We had such different experiences and got such different results out of doing this. And that is one of the things that makes this work because you see what you need to see if you just pay attention and it's going to be different from what the person next to you sees. So if you want to try doing street wisdom yourself, I'll just remind you quickly of the prompts uh, that you can use for the first four 10 minute sessions. Those are Be drawn to what attracts you. Slow down. Sense the story. And see the beauty in everything. After those first 40 minutes or so, go on your own with a question that you'd like answered 
Um, and then if you're with a group, then after that hour, come back together to discuss what happened. It's pretty cool. And it's pretty simple actually, and could be super profound as we did find out in our group. Uh, it's definitely something that you need to carve, <laughs> carve out time for. And in our crazy chaotic world, it's super easy to lose the feeling of enlightenment that you get from any one experience the moment that we leave it behind. But I do think that regarding this as a tool that you can take with you and draw upon to help tune in to your environment and pay attention to things you wouldn't normally notice is a really great resource. So I hope that you enjoy it. If you do try it out, let me know if you do. <laughs> so that is it for the verbal, I suppose, uh, content of this episode. But I have one last thing that I'm going to play for you if you'd like to stick around to listen to it. While I was sitting in the garden, listening to the fountain, the birds, footsteps, distant chatter of people, I hit record on my phone and just took a sound clip right there from the middle of the garden in the sunshine. And I know you can't see it, but perhaps you can imagine a beautiful garden with flowers in bloom, with multiple dirt and gravel pathways going through it. I sat at a table that belonged to the cafe immediately behind me where I got a latte and enjoyed it by myself in the sunshine. You couldn't see any buildings or streets from the middle of this garden, even though we were right in the middle of the city. So if you want to listen for a few minutes, I'll invite you to join me in the Swedish garden in the middle of Gothenburg. Thank you guys so much for being here and I will see you in the next episode. big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big